Welcome to Let's Talk About It. Thank you for joining the series, No More Secrets. This is episode two. And I thank all of you for listening to episode one and all your kind words and all your support. It was so many of you that supported and I really thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I want to get my story out there. I want y'all to share, share, share and comment. And I thank you for doing that. Um, the whole point of me telling you my story and we're going to say this on every no more secrets is for you to give you courage maybe to help you share your story how can we stop abuse by talking about it by shining a light on it abusers like to stay hidden people who hide things like this they love to stay hidden they don't want it to come out but we can't do that. We can't allow that. So we want to share. We want to shine a light on it. And maybe this will encourage you to tell your story, share with others, you know, so they can come out and tell their story. Okay. So that's what we want to do. We don't want to do anything out of anger, malicious intent or anything. You're not doing this to do any of that, but you're doing this to help people. So keep that mind. And if you're dealing with anger or anything, please get delivered. Talk to God about it. Um, he can heal broken hearts. He can uh, take away pain and things like that. Um, and see a Christian therapist, you know, and uh, someone that can help you with your with your problems. Um, I thank you. And we're about to get started. Okay. All right. Now, I left off uh, last week talking about how um, I told you how the molestation happened when it first started and I was five years old and like um, I said before I was molested from the age of five until I was uh, 14 14 15 I was a teenager um, the molestation continued it continued and it continued until um, I was a teenager it definitely and it was it was something that happened all the time once it started it was a all-the-time thing and I, I don't know if y'all remember I said to you that I remember when I was sitting in the car with him I knew that he was not going to stop and um, so I was going to school with this uh, secret and everywhere with this secret. Um, uh, by, how say, it, it kept going by the age of, I don't know, six, seven years old, eight years old. I had a lot of sexual feelings by this point. And when I say sexual feelings, um, because understand, when people molest children, they open a door, okay? And they open a door that should not be open. They expose them to different spirits. And these things come with spirits. Molestation is demonic. It comes with spirits. And this is why we cannot keep stuff like this hidden. This is why a lot of people have a lot of sexual issues. And um, sometimes... 
you you don't know where this come from. Now, I do know. I had a very bad lust spirit. And um, it's things that come with lust spirits too. So understand that. Okay? Um, greed, all kinds of things. It's, it's other spirits that attach itself to you. And so at this point, I was dealing with um, overeating. Um, and that was part of the depression, even though I didn't think I was depressed. And I was a kid, so I, I'm, I'm not thinking about anything that has to do with depression or anything like that. Okay? All I know is I come home from school or... If we're at church, he'll take me out to church or wherever. And I knew that my grandfather was going to be sexual with me. Okay. So that's all I knew. By the time I was nine years old, I was nine and a half. My period started. And so uh, then I guess he wanted to be more careful about how he does things. And, um, I say by the age of nine, because my period came on actually while I was in school. I was in fifth grade. I'll never forget. I had a pair of white pants. I was going to a school named Kinsey. I believe that was the school name. And if you know anything about Philly or anything, I was going to a school named Kinsey. And my period came on while I was in that school. Um, uh... So when he found out, like I said, he was more careful because he was, he kept saying, I don't want you to get pregnant. I remember one time he said to me, if you do, you know, you're going to tell your, your mother is from somebody else. You, you know, just act like a boy from somewhere or whatever, you know, um, and I remember him telling me that. And that was like crazy because at this point I was like nine or ten years old, right? So around nine years old, nine and a half, I was my grandmother used to um wash my underwear and things. She was still washing my clothes and everything. And she must have seen semen in the um in my underwear in my panties she saw the semen and she called me and we were in a kitchen i'll never forget and i'm telling you they will say this never happened i i'm telling you they'll say i don't know what she's talking about this never happened i didn't know that is untrue they did know it was in the daytime. I'll never forget. I was a little girl and I was asked the question, who was bothering me? She said to me that this is not from you. I know this is not from you. She said, who who's touching you? Is anybody touching you? She said, this is from and she said, this is from a grown man. This is definitely not from you. And. I was like nervous at that point, uh, you know, and at first I said to her, nobody, okay? Because I remember what he told me. He will always tell me, don't say anything, right? And um, 
you know, that I was going to be sent away, this, that, and the other. So I was like, nobody, nobody did anything. And then she asked me again. And she says to me, she asked me, is it Poppy? Okay. And she could have asked me for a lot of reasons. I don't know, because he would have been the only man that I would have been around because I wasn't allowed to uh, go outside or, you know, I didn't, we, we didn't have like a normal, you know, child where you play outside and things. I, I wasn't allowed to do any of that. So it would have had to be him. Right. So, um, when she just said it, I, I said, yes, cause she, she said it. She said, was it, she said, is it, is it poppy? I said, yes. She asked me, what does he do? And I told her. I told her how, you know, um, he would make me go down on him and, you know, and he always wanted to, you know, um, I, well, I wasn't using words like ejaculation and things like that, but... I used the word come, okay, and I and I told her that he always wanted to do it on me. Or, you know, something like that. Um, he used to like to do it in me, but when I started getting the period, um, he wanted to be careful about that, right? So... I'm telling her, I'm telling her everything. And I'm telling her he, you know, he likes to have sex and he wants me to sit on him and uh, things like that. And he puts the porno on and makes me watch it. And I have to watch him touching himself. He makes me do it to myself in front of him. And if I don't, he get mad. Um, So I'm telling her, you know, and... I told her as much as I could. Uh, a lot of a lot of the stuff, even with y'all, a lot of the stuff is. Uh, my grandfather was a very disgusting man. He's a very disgusting man. Um, the stuff that he would make you do is very disgusting. Um, I think at times, sometimes, and it's been years, but sometimes. I don't know. Depending on where I am or what's going on, sometimes I can smell him. Right. And like I said, he was a very disgusting person. He didn't always bathe either. So he wanted you to do this, too, while he didn't shower, bathe or anything. So you can imagine. um, And he didn't bathe often, often. It was probably when we were going to church or on a Sunday or something like that, because he didn't bathe like that. So, um, and his excuse for not bathing was he was a man. Only women have to bathe every day. Listen, I know some of y'all are just like, what? What you mean? Yeah, that was his, that was his reasoning for not bathing. And so, um, he was disgusting. He wanted me to do a lot of disgusting things to him. And if you did not do it, um, he would hit you, anything, um, threaten you with hammers, whatever. You know, he was an evil, evil guy. 
And I remember she questioned him. She went upstairs and she was yelling and everything. And she questioned him and asked him what he what he did. And he kept saying, um, and I believe at this point, I felt that he told on himself because he says to her, she's telling you what I've done, but she don't ever talk about what she's done. And he says it like that. But I think she's so caught up in a moment. She doesn't hear um, or or whatever. She doesn't hear that he's, he just said that. So he says, well, you know, she threatens to call the police. And he says, you know, you can do whatever you want. I didn't, I didn't touch her. She's lying. Why would I do something like that? And... To be honest with you, I thought that that day, like, he would be put away. Like, I really did. I was so, I don't know, it was like a release, a relief that, oh my gosh, like, she finally knows, everybody knows, you know, and he is going to be put away. Well, that did not happen. Now, I do remember her calling different people um, that day. Well, two people. And like I say, when I tell this story, it's all, no, you never told me that never happened. That is, God knows that is not true. And, and, And one day, and I'm glad that God keeps a record because people will definitely tell you that it's not. Now, I don't know why it's being said that it's not true and nobody knew. I don't know why that's being said because everybody knew. My aunt, I knew. I mean, now she passed away. So I, I put the name out, but she passed away. My uncle knew. Her children knew. And I never told her children. So how would, how, you know, how would people that I've never sat down and talked to, how would they know? Everybody know. It's not, you know, it's, this is not like a secret, you know, not to, not to family. It's not unless you are like a cousin or, um, you know, somebody like that, that we haven't, we, we haven't been around like that. But if if you were family and you was underneath us and you was around us, oh, you knew, you knew, whether you did anything about it or not, that's another question. But you knew, so because people say they didn't know, but um, and you definitely know about my brother. So that 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 story, you know, is gonna come too. And my brother, like I said, my brother did give me permission. Okay to tell his story but um so it was a lot of being upset a lot of crying and things like that and that day I don't know the house was really quiet that that day after everything was exposed and all the yelling it just seems like all the yelling just stopped and it was very quiet that day I do remember that. 
And I do remember being in my room thinking, should I have told? Am I in trouble because I told? I mean, should I, you know, and um, I felt that way because I don't know. I didn't see anything happen after the yelling. Um, no police was called, no, nothing happened. And so I just was like, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess we sweep it under the rug, I guess, you know? So after then, after that, I do remember being told on, on, on a lot of occasions to not say anything. Um, we don't want the church to know. And um, because we had to look a certain way, we had to look a certain way. And with the church, which I didn't understand because, and I was always angry about that. Because I didn't understand why we had to look a certain way. If something was wrong, and then you, you know, as a kid, when you hear things like that, you start to blame yourself because you like, okay, so if I'm not supposed to let anybody know, and then people want to have family secrets. And I remember somebody told me, this is not a family secret to have. It's not no family secret. It shouldn't be no secret like that. That's not a secret. That's something that it should be talked about. Everybody should know. Sound the alarms. And after that, you would have thought that he stopped. No. He didn't stop. It continued And it was more because it's like he knew that nothing was going to happen to him. He knew. Like, you know, it's like those days I used to hate for my grandma to leave the house, you know. And I remember she telling you, you know, if he bother you, whatever, just let me know. That that wasn't enough because he still did it. And it got to the point, I used to just let him do it because I knew after that day, ain't nothing was going to change. I knew that nothing was going to change. He was going to continue to do it. He was going to continue to do what he want. So I just figured, what was the point in me saying anything? I shouldn't even say anything the first time. That That was how I felt. And not only was he able to do that to me, he was able to do that to a couple more kids that was in the same house. Because nothing was done at first. Now we're going to get into the third half of this. And that's when I will bring my brother in. But... I'll tell you about this, you know, he suffered a lot of the the same things. And it's like, we grew up, I don't know, we grew up feeling unloved. What we feel did not matter. 
And when we started telling our story, we seen a family get upset. Like we're saying something wrong, like we doing something wrong when we were hurt. And then you start to believe that it maybe it is your fault. But the devil is a liar. I'm not taking on that nonsense anymore. You know how many people, even when I was a youth pastor, it was just things that I, I, it was so many people that used to come to me with stories like this. So many people I could have helped and I didn't because I'm like, oh, my family's going to be mad. I can't, I can't tell nobody what happened. How were you supposed to keep something like that a secret for the rest of your life and go to your grave with that? How do you ask, how do you ask a child to do that? And the family don't know, some of them don't understand the hurt and the pain that they have caused. Because if you didn't offer a solution, it's like you was a part of it. That's like if you know somebody's hurting somebody and you see it, or you ain't got to see it, you know it. The person came to you and you know that this is going on and you allowing this and you just fuss at the person. Oh, you need to stop doing that. But you know they're not going to stop. It's not going to stop. You become just like that person. You're no better. What makes you any different from them? What makes you different from the person that's doing it? Nothing makes you different. You are hurting the person as well because you know about it. And then that's like you're getting mad at a person for telling somebody else that they were beaten. And you get mad at them. Oh, well, why would you tell that? Why? Well, why can't they? Why? Why is that a problem that they tell it? Y'all don't understand, doing this series, I feel it's like the hardest thing that I've ever made a decision on. <laughs> because I, I, I already know uh, what comes behind this. Now, of course, God is good. I'm going to be fine, of course. God is a healer. God, he does everything. And my, my faith is in him. I'm good. But one day we'll get back, we'll get into the backlash that, that comes behind this. But I tell you, like this, you know, this, this thing that, that happened, this evil that was taking place, was it was horrible. It was horrible to be around it and to be around it every day. Just horrible. But we're going to get more into this and talk more about it on the next episode. That will be episode four, no, three. And we will get more and deeper into it. And some things I tell you about my life, you are going to be like, oh my gosh, but God is amazing. Hopefully this will help you share. Um, I would love to, to 
to, to, to read your comments. I would love to hear what you have to say. I would love to hear, you know, your questions and respond to them, right? So I thank you for listening. I thank you for tuning in. And here goes. Going to the third episode. God bless. I love you. Bye.